0: You're listening to the Product Podcast from Product School, featuring the best product leaders from Silicon Valley and beyond. If you're an aspiring product manager looking for your first PM role, or an experienced PM looking to level up your skills and advance your career, visit productschool.com to learn about our certifications and how we'll get you there. In this episode, Amaya Torat, former Amazon product leader, provides a roadmap for success in PM interviews. Join us as Amea offers a comprehensive guide on preparation, emphasizing the key traits and strategies that make all the difference in landing your dream product management role.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for taking the time uh, this afternoon to listen to me and uh, learn about uh, preparing for the product management interview. So, in today's session, I want to focus on uh, you know how you go about preparing for the interview and including what do you do before the interview? What you do you do know, once you get a call? And uh, I want to talk about aspects that may be obvious to y'all, but I've seen in my experience uh, that interviewers, uh, you know, like when we share feedback, when we are uh, interviewing people, I've seen these common mistakes. And those are like low hanging fruits, I feel uh, anyone can kind of improve on. So we'll start from there and, and we'll get into our details. So yeah, uh, excited to be here. This is my first session, so please feel free to uh, whatever feedback you have. I've shared my email in the end. So send send your feedback or your questions, etc. so so we uh, I can kind of keep on improving, right? So cool. Again, so thanks and let us start. Let me get my presentation going. All right. Yeah, most importantly, right, like look at uh the disclaimer this is again no way it should be considered as an official response from any of the companies that i've worked for in the past this is purely based on my experience and uh, whatever i have seen during my product management career in the last 10 years and uh, kind of a a list that i've maintained by myself where i have either i have made these mistakes or i've seen others kind of uh, commit these mistakes right so it's just Purely personal experience, and please do not take it as an official response of any of these companies that I mentioned. All right. So <clears throat> about today's agenda. Right. So uh, quickly talking about the background, <clears throat> we'll talk about what is product management, like a quick 101. Uh, I want to make sure kind of your level setting on on what what does product man- what do product managers do. Uh, we'll talk about pre work, and by that I mean what do you do even before uh, you get the call. Right. Like obviously that is there's work that you would have to do in order to nail it. So I'll talk briefly about that. Then we'll talk about once you get the interview call, you know, what are the next steps and how do you use the pre-work in that? And then uh, number five and six, honestly, nowadays, because it's pretty much like virtual rounds, right? And unless once like things open up, I don't know when that will be, maybe sometime next year where you'll have the, on-site interviews in person right so but i think uh, <clears throat> whatever we talk for number five will also be applicable to number six so i hope uh, and again like if there's any deltas we can feel free to reach out to me and then we can talk about that as well then uh, we'll also briefly talk about the writing assessment i know some companies do it and uh, again it's kind of what you learn from all the points above right but it's just about uh, succinctly conveying the points so so we'll talk about that as well all right so quickly <clears throat> what is my background right and why am I here so I have been a product management in product management for the last 10 years and on consumer as well as enterprise products and by con- I mean it's pretty self-explanatory but for consumers I mean anything like you know Amazon is a consumer product enterprise is B2B where Okta that I'm currently working on is a business-to-business offering. Even at Amazon, I was in Teams where we offer, we were helping businesses. Uh, similarly, so, so that's what I mean by that statement. So I have an undergrad in computer science, and MBA in marketing. Uh, for product management, right now, as I said, I'm a group product manager at Okta, which is uh, into identity access management uh, on the cloud. And, prior, and I recently started, this is very recent, It's uh, it's been a month so far, so I'm still learning identity is kind of a new space for me. Um, Amazon, I was for almost four and a half years and I worked across various teams. Uh, Amazon identity, like that's the retail identity team. Uh, so every time basically you use your username and password on Amazon or any third parties like where you, know, you have social login, login with Amazon, login with Facebook kind of a thing. So I used to do that for uh, Amazon. I also worked on Alexa Shopping, which is voice-based shopping. So how do you reduce false positives? Because through voice checkouts, a lot of times uh, orders were placed that the customer did not intend to. And for whatever reason, it could be the background noise or the kids are playing with it. So I was on the team of the PM for risk reduction. On that, and again, uh, the Amazon business is I was uh, the PM for acquisition and registration for Amazon business, which is nothing but a marketplace for businesses, right? It's Amazon, but uh, only businesses can shop there. Prior to that, I was at CVS Health. I was the PM for personalization. Uh, they have a uh, seventy million personalized uh, members in their loyalty program called ExtraCare. And I, I was the PM for personalizing that experience through like your mobile apps, on-site uh, websites, through like, you know, coupons, etc. Like So throughout your shopping journey, pretty much. And prior to that, I was in Sears and came out both because the platform, uh, I was the post-order uh, product manager. So anything you do after the order is placed, that journey, I used to own that. Uh, prior to that, I was at a startup in Philly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's about me. So let me quickly talk about like what does a product manager do right? <clears throat> and why is that important? Uh, I think because uh, lately right, like every company has a product manager and I've seen the definition change and uh, different companies define product management role in a different way. So it's very really important for anyone who's applying for a product manager role, to understand what is the typical role of a product manager at that target company, right? And is it mostly executional or is it strategic? You'll hear that a lot. I mean, throughout my career, I heard that, and it's actually tactical versus strategic. And I have to be like, what does that really mean? <clears throat> so that's why those three questions there. But pretty much, it's like uh, if you are like a first-time PM or you know, your junior PM, most of your work would be around execution. So the strategy is kind of being defined and you are driving the execution. Not that that execution may have a strategy of its own, but uh, at, at a high level, company level or product level strategy, uh, it may be not, you may not get as much exposure there early on. Again, like that star just says, unless you're at a startup where you can do all everything pretty much right. Then the other question I've seen people ask is how technical do I need to be, right? Do I really need an undergrad degree in computer science uh, to be a product manager, right? So the, the plain answer is no, but it also depends on what kind of company that you're applying for, right? For example, let's say you have a role in obviously AWS, right? So you your customers are developers. So you need to understand technology uh, at, at a deeper level. But let's say you are in uh, product manager for soft lines or, or for uh, checkout page or, or things which are more uh, business. Again, like don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that you don't need technical expertise. It's just that you don't need as much. Like You don't need to code. You don't need to know how to code, et cetera. Even, I don't think even for AWS, you actually need to code. But uh because your customers are developers, it's better you understand how they what are their traits and you know what are their pain points, et etc like for example, uh, when to use an API versus an SDK should you have should you support that functionality? Uh, what SDK should you build for all uh, oss or only the OS that has majority of the population uses, et cetera those kind of trade-offs, right uh, so yeah, and and then that's. So you need to be technical depending on the kind of role. And then you have, uh, as I was mentioning, consumers, businesses, enterprises, and developers, right? So uh, typically consumer-facing products and even uh, the products used by developers are very fast-paced. And so AWS is an example for consumers. Facebook is an example, Amazon is an example, because you have to keep moving fast. There are certain hypotheses that you will come up with. You test those. And you have to keep moving fast. And again, like the last point, just reiterates that like there's a lot of experimentation, data analysis uh, that's required to be successful in, in those roles. So just kind of an overview of uh, you know what what you need to look at when you are applying for that role, and and how do you do your research on what aspects, rather. All right. So here, what I've done, and again, like I know I have a bias. <clears throat> you will see that the sum of language overlaps with uh, the way. Amazon, uh, you know, conducts its interviews or or the leadership principles, et cetera. But I think I've learned a lot in my role there and then through the interviews I've taken. uh, And and uh, what I've tried to do here is uh, kind of highlight what are the top traits that I personally feel a product manager needs to excel in to be successful. And I just list those down here. So number one is ownership, right? Like there's there's no clear job description. Uh, you will do it all. Anything that no one else does, you will be. You should be willing to do it. There is no boundary of like, hey, that's not what I would do, or that's not my role. You, it will be your role, right? From testing the software to talking to the salespeople, talking to end customers, talking to the PI teams to get data, everything. Like so, you will need strong ownership. secondly it's a very highly cross-functional role and again like the bigger or the larger the company the the larger that uh, the span of your uh, impact so you definitely need leadership qualities and empathy as well and i say empathy because a lot of times you would want to drive product decisions and get stuff done uh, but there are genuine constraints so it's not like one of the stakeholders is being difficult, but you need to understand what is that, uh, what are those constraints, and and kind of uh, go from there. Right. Secondly, again, number three and number four are kind of related. Every time you start a new role, like for example, I I started at Okta right now. Uh, I I don't know so much about the identity space, so I'm that's where I am right now. I right? just number three, I'm asking a lot of questions, and I've seen uh, people have this fear of being judged because they think it's a silly question or you know, everyone else knows the acronyms uh, that are being used in meetings and, and you try to take notes and follow up, but it's just a lot. So, like, use your judgment, but definitely ask a lot of questions uh, to learn about, uh, you know, what what is it that everyone's trying to do, why why you're doing certain things, etc. And I've seen, like, not many people do that. I mean, I, I used to be scared of asking those questions early on when I started, but I've realized that it's super important And sometimes you asking that question kind of reiterates it for the others as well, right? And similarly, number four, like the five why's is like deep, like you have to get really deep into why we are trying to solve this. And like, so it could be like, hey, let's say increase conversion. Like why? Because then more customers will, uh, you know, finish their journey. Then what? Why? Why is that important? Because then that means that you know they are they enjoy coming to our site and finish they they enjoy shopping with us. Then why is that important? Similarly, like you know, you ask those five eyes and you get to the bottom of it for every question. The other, I think, the other four are as as you get uh, seasoned and as you start blending into your own, you'll see why those are important as well. But once you get one to four, you know you kind of start when you ask a lot of questions, you understand the text, so you can stand your ground. You understand the trade-offs because you understand why we are doing something and what is the most important problem to solve. Similarly, uh, how do you define success and how do you measure it? That also comes back to why we are doing this, like who's affected and what's the short-term goal, what's the long-term goal, etc. So always keep that in mind. And it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to fail and it's okay to uh, be critical, like uh, be vulnerable about it and and talk about it. Like, Hey, I learned this, I, I failed in my experiment. Or, this was my most important learning and and how you applied that in the future. So, so make sure that, and I, why am I spending so much time on this slide is as you think about your examples and your interviews, you should kind of try and, and talk about these aspects in your examples and and then, uh, you know, pick up like the top four. I mean, it obviously needs to be there, but you should definitely Try and quantify these and see how you demonstrated these in your interviews. So, let's talk about the pre work a little and what I mean by that. So, don't I've seen a lot of people stress about, hey, you know, I'm not getting any calls, I keep applying and I keep getting rejects and these automated emails, etc. So, I mean, it's natural. I have faced that too in my B school as I was applying for internships and I kept getting rejected, but uh, you kind of have to be persistent there. And it, it, honestly, it's not only for PM, it's generally in life, right? Like you keep trying and uh, you you do what you can do and don't worry about the things you cannot. So you can apply, but you can't be, you can't control when you get the call, right? But, in the meantime, right? The pre-work is make sure you have a schedule so that once you get the call, you are like you're not running around like oh what, what what do I do now? Like I have only like a couple of weeks and I have so much to cover, how how can I you know it's impossible for me to do everything. And in that quest, you will you will not end up doing any of it correctly. So make sure that you have a schedule and you've done your pre-work so that when you get the call, you're ready. Uh, third bullet is important too. as I was saying, depending on the type of company that you're applying for, they may ask different questions, right? So it's very important for you to know what are those questions, what are the types of interviews and how are you gonna be evaluated and you know how how to be successful in those interviews, etc.? So, for example, like Facebook, Google, etc., they do focus a lot on case-based questions, at least early on, right? Where you'll ask, you know, like, hey, how would you design a I don't know, washing machine or, or things like that? Or how do you measure success of Instagram or, or things like that they will ask you. But uh, in my experience, I've seen Amazon would focus on behavioral questions. And that that is the... Crux of the interview, right? like on the leadership principles. I mean, there are case questions, but they're not as uh, frequent or they're not as many in that interview. So, unless that role specific, like if you're, let's say, applying for a role for new initiatives, then yes, then it becomes super important how do you design stuff. So, but I would say following the 80 20 rule 80%, you, you just, if you get your behavioral questions right, I think you have a fairly good chance to get through. And in this session, I think we'll focus mostly on the behavioral part just because there's so many variations of the design questions and maybe we can do like another session or something. So this is again, part of the pre-work as I was mentioning, right? So make sure that you have a schedule. Like For example, let's take a developer, right? Like when developers are applying for interviews, it's not like uh, they start preparing when they get the call they they do all their work beforehand right most of it at least they'll find time they'll practice their algorithms they'll practice their pseudo codes and you know the speed at which they're solving questions everything so it's not like by chance that they would crack that interview similarly for product management it's you you will be surprised how many people actually don't do this right and it's seen in your when you when you give the interview that even though you may have like great background and a lot of passion but just that you haven't spent enough time on, on preparing it. and so make sure you don't do that. Use your time wisely. How like you know, again, this is just a sample or something I would do, but feel free to kind of take this and tweak it and, and follow something similar. Again, I've highlighted the behavioral questions here just because we'll focus on that. But again, you need to come up with a schedule. And it's it'll easily take a couple of months for you to, you know, you, so even if you're not getting the call right now, make sure you're practicing cool now what happens once you get the call right yeah you're all happy and you're like hey yes i can i can crack it so what to do now first let's talk about the first round of interviews and typically in the earlier days it was telephonic now it's virtual so by that i mean it's going to be like a video conference call so how do you prepare for that so yeah i can't uh tell you how important these two questions are. I think a lot of people, in my opinion, that I've seen do not prepare well enough for these questions. And that also uh, tells me that you know you're not very serious about uh, your past experiences or you've not thought seriously about what you've done and why you want where do you want to go. So uh, that's why I kind of listed this here. And no matter which company that you're applying to, right? Like it could be any of those companies mentioned before, or it could be any of the companies that are not in the list. But everyone will ask you, hey, why don't you introduce yourself, or walk me through your background, or tell me about yourself, things like that, right? So make sure, and we'll talk briefly about what I mean by this. And secondly, why do you want to join X company, right? Like Facebook, DoorDash, Amazon, why do you want to join that? And I've seen very generic answers here too, right? Like, so I think the meta point being that spend enough time uh, on these questions as well. It's super important. Yeah, as I was saying, don't wing these questions. These answers also should have a structure. And uh, that also applies to any other casual question, right? I think it's even more so uh, important if you are a fresh college graduate or if this is your first job that you're applying for as a pm right so you need to be you need to convey that structure in every answer and how you've thought about you know your past experiences how you were thinking about your future and you just practice these two questions <clears throat> again and again because they are they you you'll be surprised right because that's the if that's the first question i asked you and if you answer it in a very casual manner versus in a structured manner, you're kind of kind of setting the tone for the interview, right? Like then I am going to be like, wow, this this person is all prepared. And you know, I, I look forward to interviewing that person. So make sure you don't wing these. Let's let's take an example here, right? So tell me about yourself, right? Typically people start reciting their resumes. And I think that's a blunder because they already have your resume, they've seen your resume. So you don't really have to go point by point about what you've done. So I would say like you should have a one-line summary that talks about your career so far. Like you have X years or N years of product management experience as I started off in the earlier slides, right? Yeah, you talk about your undergrad, uh, talk about your uh, preschool or your post-grad if you have that. If you think that, you know, let's say you're not an undergrad uh, your undergrad is not in computers, or you're not in the master's, don't worry, Don't you don't have to talk about it, but use your uh, background to highlight things that matter in the job. Then talk about the last, latest role that you are in and any achievement that you have in that role. So as I was saying, I would say like, hey, I am a product manager for Lexa Shopping, tasked with the role to reduce accidental voice orders. And then I would give an interesting fact about it or an achievement. Like for example, Super Bowl commercials that have the word Alexa in it. Earlier, they used to kind of uh, activate all the Alexas of audiences that were listening. Then we had to come up with uh, a design of how to, you know, stop that. So basically, how do you define intended versus unintended? Uh, calls to Alexa right so that's something that that's super interesting again like it, it doesn't have to be as fancy or something, but I'm sure if you dive deep enough in, into your background, you'll come up with some uh, significant achievement. It could be like hey, conversion from x to y percent or you know a million dollar impact by the project et cetera then uh, other companies that if you have more than one companies talk about those roles, but don't spend too much time again. I would just keep it short and I would definitely talk about what motivates you. Uh, like you know, are you driven by enterprise products? Are you driven by consumer products? Are you driven by fast-paced environment? Are you driven by you know, healthcare space? Right, it could be anything. So find what really drives you, and use it here. Right, and and don't say without meaning uh, what you're saying. Right, because then it comes across as practiced and something that you're not uh, serious about. So make sure, and this is where you need to introspect and spend that time on on understanding why it matters. Let's talk about the other question, right? Why are you joining this company? So I always break this into two parts, right? First, I'll talk about why am I looking for a job right now? So that means, you know, whatever I'm doing right now, why is change so much important to me? And, uh, you know, maybe because my growth has stagnated, I've learned enough, uh, I, I want to try new tech, I want to try new space, blah, 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 right? So that's the first part. The second part would be, why am I joining this company? And then, again, give a personal example. there. Like For example, if it's Amazon, you can talk about like how every time you place an order and the order shows up at your doorstep like everyone's like I, I, I feel elated right like it's like as if you're opening a gift or you can talk about like how people in your life they're everyone just so impressed by Amazon or they use Amazon similarly for Facebook or, or whatever company that is I would try and use a personal anecdote it kind of uh, comes across as genuine uh, so, yeah, so basically, if you see, right, like you need to spend time on these questions. You can't be uh, not prepared or just quote things like because you're making this world a better place or some generic answer. You make sure you talk specifically about why you are interested in, in that company. So, let's look at what are the, some, uh, again, I, I think we touched upon this, but let's quickly look at this. What are some of the questions, right? Like, depending on the company, the the type of questions would change. So Amazon is going to focus more on behavioral questions or leadership principles. Uh, Facebook would be uh, initial rounds at least would be product design, product metrics, or goal setting. But however, like no matter what company you interview with, eventually in the later round or some some. Part of the interview will always be behavioral questions, and again, the, the tell me about yourself and why this company. That actually, that is that is outside of this. That is always being asked. Like that's the first thing they'll ask you. So forget that. But even for the other types of questions, behavioral questions will come into play eventually, if not upfront. Right. So again, we'll focus on the behavioral aspects. Uh, so what does that behavioral question look like? Right. It's typically, hey, tell me about a time. When you had to deliver a project, when you had no resources, you're dealing with a or tell me about a time, uh, you had a difficult colleague, or you had to deep dive, you had to look at data to make a decision, or you had no data to make a decision, etc. Right. So you get you get the feel. And I think if you look at Amazon's uh leadership principles, you'll see like you know what these kind of questions map to those. So there's a it could be any any of these or so there's so many more questions than this but the the essence and the flavor is the same right so uh, so make sure you first understand what that question is and there's also a lot of follow-up questions that typically you'll hear that hey so like for example let's take the first bullet right you tell me about a time when you had to deliver a project with limited resources so what did you learn from that and what would you do differently Things like that, so there, there will be follow up questions, to so make sure you are listening to that. Uh, and again, how do you prepare for these examples? Right, like so, this is where even the pre work, when you if you've done your pre work well, this is more a revision, right? So you should think about your past projects, like and it could be if you are like uh, from a uh, fresh out of college, you can talk about your internships, or you could talk about any other. Pieces or projects that you've done and uh, make sure that you take the time to literally write down everything. And uh, so I personally follow this approach even today, right? If I'm interviewing, I will go through all my important projects and understand, write it down saying, hey, why was this done? Why was this project important? And I I just start from there. And then you just start with, hey, what were you trying to solve? You know, why was how was the project identified? Was it identified by the management, or was it I, was did I identify it, or the team identified using like customer feedback or data, etc.? What was my role in that? So I start. Uh, I highly recommend that you do the same. Where think about your past experiences and and just write them down. Like why are those important and Sometimes I've also seen you may think that the examples are not that great, but the more you start thinking about, the more you start writing about it, you, you realize that wow, you know what, that problem that you solved was a really interesting problem. So make sure don't, don't ignore any examples. Yeah, okay. let's talk about the framework, right? Like I, I've seen so many frameworks out there, you know, star circles, and I'm sure there are like 10 more. Uh honestly, it does not matter what framework you select because it's not like you're going to answer saying, that. hey, let me talk about the star framework and then you want to start your answer, right? I think what matters is that uh, you pick the framework that it could be a mix of these, it could be something that you're comfortable with. And uh, so pick that and be consistent. Uh, so make sure all your answers are f- like you follow the same uh, framework. Uh, so make sure that uh, your answer is complete. Again, irrespective of the framework. So you're talking about problem statement, and, and I have a special slide on problem statement, so we'll talk about that, but problem statement data, how you define success, learning, trade-offs, etc. So, no, irrespective of the framework, make sure you're talking about these. Now, this is so important, I cannot, uh, like, if I had to emphasize one thing today, right, if the top three takeaways, this would be one of that, that if when I ask a question to the uh, as an interviewer, right? I've seen so many times that uh, the people are so anxious to answer it, and like they just write away start answering it even th- before listening to that entire question, right? Especially at Amazon, you'll see that the question is pretty long. Like there's a first part, there's a second part, et cetera. So make sure that you write down the question. And if you didn't understand it or you missed part of it, say it out aloud again, summarize the question and also write every follow-up question, right? As, as I said, like, tell me about a time when you did XX, whatever, and then what was the learning and how did you measure success and whatever, right? So what were the challenges? So write all of that down. And what that does, that actually does two important things. One is you actually start, you make sure that when you're answering, even if you emphasize on one part of the question more than the other, you don't lose track of the other questions. So you can come back and answer those, the, the remaining questions. And um, that is a big mistake which can cost you. Right? Because if I asked you what were your learnings and you just forgot about that question, sub-question, then obviously it's not a, a good impression. Secondly, I think, and more importantly, when you write down the question, it also gives you time think about your answer and think about which example you want to talk about right like so you may have like five six examples that you we want to talk about and you realize that let's say this question is about data like tell me about a time when you had to deep dive in data to make a decision so then you can think about hey yes this is my answer that i want to talk about while you're writing this down right So make sure you use your time and it's okay to tell the interviewer that, Hey, let me take two minutes. Let me write this down. So I don't forget. Uh, It's, it's completely fine to do that. Again, like make sure your answer covers, we kind of spoke about this a little in the framework, but make sure you cover all of these aspects, right? The problem statement. I mean, it is one of the most important things that you will talk about. And again, like we'll talk about it in a little bit more depth, but talk about the problem statement, why the problem was important, what was your role? Like, were you the PM, were you a data analyst, blah, blah, blah? Who were the stakeholders, internal as well as external? What was the approach taken, your trade offs, challenges? You learned something, then you had to change direction, et cetera. So, state all of that. And what was the outcome? So, again, this is data. Talk about how you measured it and how were you tracking it, and then any learnings or any interesting anecdotes that that you can talk about. Right, so you you can back up your uh, story that way. Yeah, let's talk about problem statement. So, yeah, this is one of the most important aspect of the interview, and I've seen I've seen kind of contradictory advice here outside, right? Like where people say, "Hey, don't rat hole too much on the problem; make sure you're talking about the solution." Uh, but I actually do not agree with that, right? Because let's say if your interview is forty five minutes long, and the meat of that conversation is probably in like thirty five minutes, right? With the first five minutes for introduction, last five for your questions etc so you have enough time right so you don't have to haste and 30 minutes is a lot right so make sure that you level set and you give the proper introduction of what was this company that you're part of especially if it's not a well-known company like how big is it how many customers what is your title and then talk about why that problem was important like how did it affect the company how did it affect your team how did it affect the customers and i think it's okay to spend time on clarifying that especially if you you are in a space which is slightly niche let's say identity right so if i'm going to talk about identity access management let's say in my interview on facebook in two years from now whatever i'm just making this up but i, I can't just start talking about like hey, how the token exchange happens or you know where is it stored on the cloud blah 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 i have to make sure that I level set and I I talk about like what happens behind the scene, why is identity important and why the technicalities that I'm getting into are important, et cetera. So make sure you spend time on that and wherever possible, talk about data, talk about numbers, talk about conversion, et cetera. And again, be be mindful that the data that you're quoting or any information that that you use is not confidential, Right? Because that, again, is a big red flag. Uh, you want to make sure it's not confidential. If you're unsure, just treat it as confidential and don't say. You could just say that you know, increased conversion by double digits uh, because I'm not sure that data is uh, public. So I, I don't want to say anything. Just say that out loud. The interviewer would appreciate the fact that you are cognizant of, of it. Then again, the, uh, the other part of your answer, right? Like you talk about... Again, sorry, there's a typo here, forgive me for that, but clearly say your role versus the role of the team, Uh, the I versus we trap. So you can talk about, uh, I've seen this again, like this is something I've seen so many times and certain cultures especially can't, you know, there's this we I've seen, especially uh, on the East Asian side, uh, a lot of times I've seen our uh, candidates use we instead of I, even though they may have single-handedly done that, right? So make sure you don't fall into that trap. Uh, wherever it was you, be very clear that it was you. Wherever it was a team, tell about the team. Even then, you should talk about what was your, the distinction between you and what the team did, etc. And again, talk about, uh, you know, these are things I've seen people ignore. For example, if you know someone left from the team, like your development manager left or your manager changed or things like that, right? Personal changes happen all the time. And people don't uh, seem to talk about those in the interviews because that does, uh, it's its a factor, right? As about leadership and empathy, it's definitely a factor. So talk about that. And then talk about your hypothesis, how you came up with it. Again, role of data, wherever possible. There are cases where there's no data. Like, for example, Alexa Shopping, I was mentioning, it had no data because there's, no competitor out there, or we haven't done that for uh, for the for a long time, so there's no data. So that it's purely a hypothesis you test and you you kind of move forward. So make sure you you state that if there's no data, why there isn't, and then talk about trade-offs. Talk about how you learned, what you learned, and it's okay to be vulnerable and say, hey, you know what, I I uh, I maybe assume things which I shouldn't have or I did not involve a stakeholder, but I should have involved that stakeholder that would have helped me prepare my hypothesis hypothesis in a better way. So show that vulnerability. You don't have to be like, hey, you're like the best, Uh, you know, you can fix all problems, like because no one's that way, right? So, So make sure it's all natural and you talk about your mistakes. And in the end, obviously summarize your answers and make sure you answer all the parts of the question. So that's where that writing comes into play. Mock interviews, this is so important. Again, I think a lot of people just take it for granted uh, and don't do enough of these. Take written feedback, uh, practice with friends, your fellow applicants or whoever can help you. Take written notes, don't rat hole your answers. Even if you do rat hole, make sure you anchor it back to the main question that was asked. Uh, I'm sharing my email. I definitely want to help, uh, but again, it's time permitting between my job and, and other duties, but happy to help. Uh, Quickly, let's talk about the writing assessment. Uh, Sometimes you'll get the writing assignment and it's very similar. Like, tell me about a time when you had to work on a project that was X or Y or whatever. So it's, again, you'll cover everything that we spoke about, but uh, keep your sentences short and clear. And there's so much, like if you Google, I'm sure there's this uh, article that's uh, vital right now that talks about Amazon's style of writing but uh it's super important that uh you know you keep it short and clear so that you don't lose the reader uh, add data wherever possible don't add graphs pictures even if they're important add the appendix uh yeah, use direct speech don't use indirect and all last point to to multiple iterations like you see i had typo even if I, when i did i have done two iterations i wish i could have done the third but I did anyway. So you will see that there's always a scope uh, for improvement. So make sure you catch all typos uh, and, and and do multiple iterations. Yeah, well, in the end, I'm just like to say all the best, uh, and I'm happy to help wherever I can. i um, I intend to publish some of this on my Medium blog as well. So follow me there and and email. uh, as I said, time permitting, I'll be more than happy to help and answer any questions. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time and wish you all the very
0: best. Thanks for listening to the Product Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Taking the time to write just a few sentences about what you love most about the show will help us improve it and reach even more product people around the world. And when you're done why not reward yourself with some free product management content and resources over at productschool.com? Until next time, stay product-led.